Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. On this week's episode of From the Newsroom, we'll discuss the city of Holland working with nonprofit Housing Next to develop affordable housing and the early stages of a new affordable housing complex coming to the corner of 24th and Waverly. Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is From the Newsroom. I'm Brian Vernalis, Digital Director at the Holland Sentinel, and today I'm joined by municipal government reporter Kate Carlson. Hey, Kate. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. Actually, you kind of approached me and said, let's do a podcast. And yeah. I said, okay, let's do a podcast. Wanted to make my debut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have been on this case, well, not case, but you've been on this story about affordable housing since you've joined us. Obviously, this is a hot button topic for the people in Holland. Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, Yeah, this has obviously been going on way longer than when I first started here, which was uh, the very beginning of November um, of 2018. But I feel like it's probably safe to say that the conversation is picking up a little bit more now. Um, that's good, which is good because, you know, like you said, this has been an ongoing issue for years, Yeah, perhaps decades. And it's Uh, happening everywhere. It's not just Holland. Um, but yeah, it is something that the citizens are really pushing for. And you can see that in our comments on Facebook at city council. Right. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting time. So you were at, was it a planning commission or is this a city council meeting? So this week, the topic kind of came up at both the planning commission meeting, which those only happen once a month, but it happened this week on Tuesday and then also on Wednesday's uh, study session for the Holland City Council meeting. Okay. Um, It was really discussed at both meetings Um, and they're presenting a very early plan for a new affordable housing. It's really like kind of a community um, at the corner of Waverly and 24th Street. Okay. Through... Um, Southside. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so they've been working with Housing Next. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. And what, from the early stages you've seen in the early drafts they've put together, can mm-hmm. you talk about what kind of vision they have in store for us? Yeah. So the work with um, Ottawa Housing Next has been going on for, again, since before I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the director, Ryan Kilpatrick, has came to council meetings, usually during the study session, so they have a little more time to sit down and really kind of go through it. But he sat down with council members, and they're trying to create this, like some kind of structure for a, a housing policy. And the idea is to really... Uh, make it easier for developers to know kind of the city's expectations for what they want for affordable housing. Okay. That kind of thing. So almost like uh, what well, well, they call it a rubric, I guess, but it's kind of like a report card. Like, here's what you need to check off, that kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's like a simplified way of looking at it. But I think that's a fair, kind of a fair assessment of okay. like, just to give developers an idea of, hey, what does the city want out of 
uh, different affordable housing developments and what kind of options are available in right. terms of tax abatements, brownfields, that kind of thing. Uh, what exactly are they looking for? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, so the rubric and the it's very it's kind of confusing because the rubric and the housing policy they're working on it's still in the draft stages okay. so nothing is set in stone yet by any means um but really kind of laid out on the quote scorecard they've kind of put together for gotcha. developers uh it really just focuses on different i guess amenities like being close to public transportation um offering like a mix of affordable and market rate housing in neighborhoods um, and different kind of like amenities like that. So it's not even just what you would necessarily consider consider affordable housing on its face. It's like different kinds of like amenities added, like rolled into developments too. Cause there's a lot okay. of different parts of um, a housing project that make it affordable. It's not just the, the rent price, but that's okay. just, that's an obvious place to start. So. All right. Yeah. And the project they have uh, in mind, mm-hmm. um, how many units? Is this going to be um, mostly apartment complex, apartment building, or is it townhomes, smaller homes, you know, single family homes, that kind of thing? Yeah. So it's really a mix across the board. And when it was presented at council, the mayor kind of uh, commented on it and she kind of called it like a city, like a little mini city within a city. Oh, okay. Um, and I thought that was kind of a cool description of it. Pretty accurate. It looks like it's going to be 230 to 260 units. Um, and again, it's the corner of Waverly Avenue and 24th street. Um, and it looks like it's going to be a mix of townhomes for families and then, one-bedroom apartments, and then just a, a range of sizes in between okay. of units. So, And, I, you know, I, you've talked with Ryan Kilpatrick. We've had him in on, him on our podcast before. Mm-hmm. What was his, uh, uh, you know, how was he feeling about this project? Did he feel like this is definitely a step in the right direction? We need to start, you know, what was, what was his mood at this meeting? Yeah, so obviously this, his whole job from the Ottawa housing next standpoint is to push for affordable housing. So he, he's obviously trying to find the best fit for what the city council wants, but obviously his job from the nonprofit standpoint is to push for, um, more housing at different rates, which also obviously includes affordable housing. So that's kind of his role here. Um, and eventually as this project progresses, the plan is for a developer to step in, so Housing Next definitely is not going to be the developer, but they are a big piece of the process of how this even came to okay. be. So. so they'll shop this around at different developers yes. to see if anybody's interested. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because the way he kind of explained it is like an affordable project like this um, would probably be too risky for a developer to take on. Um, so he's trying to like, prove to people kind of in a way that like this is possible um to do this and make money on it so that's that's kind of his goal is to create a model for future developers to kind of look at this and see that it is possible and it will be successful so that's really kind of housing next goal okay 
Beside the mayor, uh, obviously lauding this, what was the mood? You know, where some of the members on city council are they? You know, uh, they understand this is needed. I mean, what's yeah? Um, so they're still learning about it. Uh, like I keep saying, it is in the early stages, but the general kind of consensus from like kind of the taste they've seen so far from the concept plans has been pretty positive, I would say, from the both the planning commission meeting and the council meeting because it was presented both days this week. Okay. Yeah. So it's starting to get a little traction and maybe some support. I would say so, yeah. Right. There's okay. a lot of questions still. Um, obviously, it's hard sometimes with an affordable project, um, some lower income units in the mix. It's not always cut and dry of how that will necessarily happen, but definitely the plan. I think everyone is pretty satisfied with at least what they see now. Uh, you know, that's something we haven't talked about the price ranges. Yeah. This will go, um, you know, a lot of people consider affordable housing. I think it's 30%. Uh, that's considered affordable housing. 30% of your monthly take home pay mm-hmm. should go toward housing. Um, you know, and, and recent developments have uh, been on the upper edge of that. Um, mm-hmm. So this development, you said this will uh, help address low income as well. That's the idea right now. And there have not been specific like rent prices put forward yeah. yet. Uh, I think it's probably still too early for that. But um, the plan definitely is, and this was in the presentations, that some units will be market rate, um, but there will be a big piece of um, apartments in this project that address affordability for households specifically um, like anywhere under the area median income. Um, okay. So yeah. Okay. When you look over the rubric and there's, I don't know what, 30 items on there that need to be. There 18? is, <laughs> so there, it's split up into residential only and then okay. mixed use residential and commercial. Okay. So there's like 14 okay. for residential only. When uh, you look at that, um, could there be some maybe unforeseen, maybe unintended consequences that develop out of that? Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. You were going to say something. <laughs> Yeah, um, and this was kind of brought up a few times during the study session meeting, during council as well. Um, uh, Right now, they're kind of just in the process of trying to poke holes in it to make it, obviously, it's still a draft, so they're trying to improve it and everything before it's eventually adopted. So some concerns brought up are just, this could possibly slow down development. It's just kind of another step in the process looking at this rubric like even though it the the goal is to help developers it could have that consequence of maybe slowing things down a little bit um or maybe if there's some kind of scoring system that isn't perfect uh developers could possibly shoot for meeting like the bare minimum to reap like as many rewards as possible gotcha okay um and that's always that's always a risk and that's probably always something developers are doing. Right. Um, but I think that's worth noting and I, okay. I don't know. Okay. Don't know. So, uh, if housing next likes the proposal, if a lot of people on city council, uh, like this proposal, you know, what are some, what's the next phase? What's the next stage for this development moving forward? 
So for this development specifically, um, right now city council is really just using it as an exercise to form this policy, um, but it is in the process of housing next, housing next sorry, is in the process of identifying a master developer and they will have to submit a concept plan formally to the planning commission that will need approval. They'll need to get the land rezoned from agriculture to, I think, uh, a more residential zoning. Right. And then there will be, I think, at least around three sub-developers because there's so oh. many different types of housing within okay. it. And those will each need site plan approval from the planning commission. So it's still... There's still a long way to go, um, but again, everyone right now seems fairly happy with what they know so far. Okay. So even though they're seeing this as an exercise, Mm -hmm. the long-term goal is we want this built. We want the developer to be enthusiastic about this project. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And usually city council would not be involved in any way with a project this early on, but it's just the nature of the project okay. and working on the, the housing policy. That's the only reason why. Um, but it is, it is interesting, though, to kind of hear their thoughts on it this early on, too. Coming back to the rubric, um, one of those items that you mentioned earlier was about uh, transportation, uh, access to public transportation. And since this would be on the corner of Waverly and 24th, it's kind of like, a, you know, there's, I think there's a max bus yes, that comes down is. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have to increase the number of buses coming down there if this development is built. But, um, you know, could you talk a little bit more about um, some of the livability um, requirements that they're looking for? Like, like you said, access to public transportation. Um, I'm, I'm assuming like uh, access to, um, uh, grocery stores, that kind of thing. What livability, mm-hmm. I guess, rankings. Yeah. Well, uh, council going through this process really just kind of made me realize too, uh, that there are so many other costs to living other than just like the price you pay every month for rent. Like you have to think about, okay, how far am I from my job? How far am I from daycare if you have kids that kind of thing um so when when this development specifically was presented it just kind of made me think about that in a broader context too um and this development is close or there is a um a bus stop right by it it is close to the mire um which i believe is right to the north um and fairly close to a middle school as well so different Different uh, things like that is important to keep in mind, which I think sometimes we forget when we talk about affordable housing. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting to bring that uh, kind of conversation to the forefront again, too. Well, and this could lead to other development around it as well mm-hmm. um, down the road. And, and uh, will this be, um, you know, you mentioned this is mixed use. Will this include some maybe retail yes. stores, yeah. um, you know? convenience stores that kind of thing because i know that's uh and you know in smaller towns college towns grand rapids perfect example mm-hmm. um you know there's development on the west side that is a grocery store on the first floor and i forget what the you live you live yeah. near that don't you <laughs> yeah i do yeah I, f- <laughs> I did forget to mention that and in this proposed development uh there actually are some options for people to 
live in a unit with optional commercial space below so they could open like a small business that would likely serve like mostly the community there that they live in. But um, a few examples brought up that it could serve are people who maybe want to open a coffee shop or a bakery, smaller businesses like that. Right. Um, So I thought that that was kind of an interesting sort of new idea um, in this plan. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you, Kate. Uh, appreciate you uh, hustling on this one. I mean, this yeah. is, like you said, this is a story has been in the making for years, and I'm sure it's going to be around. You'll be on yeah. this for the next couple of months. Definitely. Yeah, I'm interested to see when council will uh, actually adopt the housing policy because right. they have been working on it for a long time. Um, I understand why those high-level conversations take so long for something that so, has to be kind of subjective. So it makes sense why it's taking a long time, but um, I am in, I am interested for when that will eventually happen. So Very good. Yeah. Very good. So on behalf of Kate Carlson, I'm Brian Vernalis. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time on From the Newsroom. Bye. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.